Welcome to Fierce and Fabulous in Midlife, a podcast for women who are so ready to say yes to themselves, to redefine midlife, to liberate themselves from social conditioning, and to reclaim their motherfucking power. I'm your host, Star Monroe, expert therapist, coach, mentor to midlife women worldwide. And I've been working with women for over 30 years now, so I kind of know what's going on in your head. I am the founder of the Fabulous Collective, the secret society for midlife women on the rise and doors reopen this August. Check it out and hop onto the VIP waitlist at fiercemidlife.com. You are in amazing hands as I am obsessed with helping women step into and own the fuck out of their power. If you are a midlife woman who knows she is meant for so much more, then you've landed in the right place. Join me each week for powerful wisdom, empowering real talk and secrets from my life-altering methodology, the Star Monroe Method. Here you have all the permission you'll ever need to live your most fierce and fabulous midlife. You ready? Let's do this. Welcome to episode three. And today's episode, we're going to be talking about how to disrupt midlife as you know it. There's two parts to this because there is a lot to disrupt and disrupting is my middle name. So let's have a look at midlife as we know it right now. Uh, there's a lot of problems going on. I've, I've worked with women day in, day out, and I see these problems firsthand. Um, I see a lot of issues around menopause, body changes, confidence, like we're losing confidence because we don't know who we are, don't know where we're going. We've lost ourselves along the way because we've always been looking after everyone else. So then you tack into that, there's the good girl, there's the people pleaser. There's probably relationship issues, especially if you've been in relationship for a long time. Um, Maybe the spark's gone out, maybe the communication's gone. Maybe you don't feel valued and appreciated anymore. And that's a big deal for us women. We need to feel validated and adored and appreciated. There's also comes along with all of this a lot of self-doubt. And I know I experienced this uh, second guessing myself. And I kind of got myself into that position where, you know, I didn't know. So I just didn't do anything. And then how did that leave me? It left me feeling stuck. Um, And when I was in that place of stuckness, it drained my energy. I just felt like I lost my mojo. I didn't know oh, I just had no get up and go. And I didn't want to dress up. I didn't want to do anything nice for myself. Everything was an effort. And then I ended up isolating myself away. Um, Yeah. And I don't know whether if this resonates with you, but I know from working with women over and over again in midlife, like these things come up again and again. So what I'm going to be talking about today is like who you are who you are. You're a byproduct of various things. I'm like, we're on the matrix right now, which kind of, you know, it's another way to look at the way that we live in our lives. We do live in a matrix. matrix. Um, But we're going to talk about your byproduct. We're going to talk about our culture. um, And let's talk about the patriarchy as well, because it's a big fucking deal. And, you know, if you want to reclaim your power, then you've got to see what's going on. So let's start with a byproduct. You're, You're a byproduct of your upbringing. Uh, your lineage, all the men and women who came before you, you're a byproduct of them, you know, Um, and also you're a byproduct of your environment. So we are formed, like when we're we're growing up, zero to seven, those are our formative years. And we literally 
by osmosis, we suck in how our parents talk to us, how they act around us, how they talk to each other, how they're talking to other adults. And we take on a lot of our traits in those formative years, zero to seven. Uh, I know from my experience, I had very stoic parents. You didn't show emotion in my house. No, no way. Um, And as a girl, you always had to be kind. You had to be polite. You had to shut your legs. Um, You couldn't be angry. No way. Like anger was not allowed, which really fucks us up because for the best part of my life, because I didn't, because I was told I wasn't allowed to feel anger, then what happens is I suppressed it. I suppressed it. And so then it would spurt out at really inopportune moments. And then I would get get told off again for being angry. Oh my God, look at you. Here you go again. So it's like how we were brought up is really formative. It, it really kind of molds who we are. And this is not to blame our parents. Um, it's to kind of look at Oh, that's interesting. That's why I picked up there. And also, I just want to let you know right now that you have a choice whether you want to carry on what you've learned or whether you want to change it and create a life and a mindset that works for you. You are totally within your rights and you can do that. And I know that you can. Um, Also, there's a part about honoring our lineage, who we came from. Uh, I remember doing this work when I studied to be an eating psychology coach. And um, it was was really interesting. Uh, it, It took me back. I had to go through all the women and the men before me. And it kind of got me to really respect and look back at all these women with reverence. And in my family, in my history, there was a lot of mental health issues. Um, uh, My mum is still here. She's alive and kicking. Uh, She has bipolar. And my nan before her, she was taken away in a straitjacket and given electric shock treatment. Can you believe that? Um, And it's something that I've always said myself that it's not coming with me. Like we get to change the lineage if we want to. And so for me, it's like, I'm going to sort my stuff out. I'm going to find out who I am and manage myself. And this is what I teach on to every woman in my world. So it's really important that to, to, to know that we can take what we want from our lineage, but also leave what we don't want. Um, and then the environment, you know, and this is where I'm going to go now is like it, the environment is very insidious. It brainwashes us um, from the day we were born. And, and there is a lot, there's a lot of good in our culture, but there are so many, as I said, insidious ways our culture teaches us as women to play smaller, um, to to teach us that there's something inherently wrong with us just by being a woman. And, and it starts when we're born. It, it literally starts from the time we slide out of our mother's vagina. Um, and what this does, you know, all of this around us, this kind of uh, the upbringing, the lineage, the culture, what it does, it it makes us mm, disconnect from who we are. If you listen to my story in episode two, you can hear that I was kind of disconnected from who I was for most of my life. Um, and midlife, I really feel, is a crossroads. It's like we have big shifts, big changes. I don't look at menopause as a 
the death sentence or anything bad. I, I look at it as a literal gateway that is opening up in front of me for me to do the work on myself, to take really good care of my wellness and my health uh, so I can step through that gate and out the other side and live an amazing rest of my life. So that's how I look at menopause. Um, and it really is, for me, it's a, it's a calling for all women to step up and take good care of ourselves. But this crossroads that happens, this crossroads that happens at midlife, it's like it's it's asking us who, well, we ask ourselves, who am I? Who am I? What is my identity? And And here's the thing, it's like, are the identities that you're carrying around with you, are these identities, did you give them to yourself or did you pick those up? Did you pick them up from uh, your upbringing, from society, from your lineage? Um, and it's like, if you don't like parts of you, I, I'm not of the kind of, I don't take a stand where I think you can throw parts of your way. I think you have to, because all parts are there for a reason. We get something out of being these sort of certain identities. But when we kind of look at them with reverence and respect and kind of honor them, then we can go actually like, this is who I want to be. And, and I'm going to cultivate this within me. And this is exactly what I've done in my life. I've literally cultivated from being an addict, from being a woman who hated her body, from a woman who destroyed herself, from choosing the wrong partners over and over again. I am evolving into a woman who knows who she is, who who literally, you know, and I'll, you'll hear me talk about this a lot. I'm not the slimmest. I'm, um, my body has changed a lot in midlife, but I like, I like who I am. <laughs> and then I, I sort of laugh, but it, it's like, fuck, that's so powerful. In this day and age, it seems ridiculous to me that it's so powerful, but in this day and age, a woman standing up and going, I like who I am. I like who I am, even though I'm the oldest I am. My skin is ripply and dipply and ripply. Uh, and I have like bumps all on my tummy and my legs. I have age spots and my skin is no longer smooth. I have wrinkles. My body doesn't move as well as it used to when it was younger. Yet I like who I am. Like, let's just take a moment with that. That's huge. And that is available for you too. That is available for you too. And I know that when you stop fighting with who you are, it, and it does require some inner work, like this isn't going to happen from, you know, just reading a book or just kind of um, going, yeah, I'm going to do it. <laughs> it, it. We have to go in and go deep, do the work, go in and heal and feel. Um, but it's when you stop the fight with yourself, you free up so much energy for you to live your best, most fierce and fabulous midlife. You really do. And that's what I want for you. And that's what I know is available for you. So there is good news. It is good news because you get to create who you want to be. Like, how amazing is that? So let's have a look at kind of what's got in the way. Um, and then like, as you get this information, you can start going out into your week this week and your days and kind of just checking it out and just seeing how insidious it really is. So if I talk about the patriarchy, uh, what I mean by the patriarchy, it's like, um, it's masculine driven. It's not, a, we don't live in a feminine led society. Years ago, like around 5,000 years ago, the whole world was 
matriarchal. It, it was led by women. Like goddesses, women were revered and they were honored for their strength of character, their courage. Like women, goddesses were able to like have lions come up to them and they were tame and they were able to pet them. And, and women were revered for their bodies and their mystical charms. But as the patriarchy came in and a lot around uh, Christianity, it like it, it pushed out the female-led religions, the female-led uh, spirituality, because the church, and it was the church, said that women are unholy. Um, and I honestly, like I've been researching this for years, women, we are so powerful. We are so powerful. And when we step really into our sexuality, and not sexuality from the male gaze, but our True sexuality, which means that we are connected with our bodies. We are connected with our body's wisdom. We are at one with nature. We are connected with our pussy. Um, we are, we know our worth. We are unstoppable. We are unstoppable and we are so powerful. And I believe like people, like men are scared of that. They don't like that. They, it, it takes them off their um, track. It, it, you know, women, there were stories from years ago that uh, women, the sirens in the sea would take off the fishermen um, from their beauty and from their mystical powers. And it's, there are so many stories like this, like women are powerful. And here's the thing, here's the thing. We've been taught that our sexuality is something bad. Our sexuality is something bad, something that we need to be ashamed of, to hide. And so what do people call women who are sexy? They call them sluts, they call them whores. I mean, um, being my world, I dilute all the sting around words, so I don't think there's anything wrong with being a slut or a whore. Like, you fucking own the fuck out of that. Um, but the thing is, it's like the masculine way of living, and especially at midlife, it drains the fuck out of us. So the masculine way of living is very linear. It's very black and white. There's no gray area. It's like this way or the highway, my way or no way, um, or I'm right, you're wrong. It's all about formulas. It's about competition. It's about money, success, and power from a masculine way. My, when I talk about power, it's not coming from that way. It's power from within. It's all about quick fixes. It's all about rule, letting your head rule your body and rational over emotional. I don't know whether you recognize any of this. I'm sure you do. So it's like women are, have been told for ages that we're crazy. We're too emotional. Like, you know, just calm down, simmer down. Oh, you can't say that to a woman. It's the worst thing. Um, and the thing is, within this, like businesses have been built, uh, structures have been created, and that's the way that we live our lives. If you think about it, the way that you move your body, the way you eat, the way that you sleep, the way you work, the way you honor your time, uh, the way that you have fun is all within a masculine world and it is draining. Now, there is, we have both masculine and feminine within us, right? And I, I'm all about balance, like you, like not even balance, but 
using both of these energies to for me to have the best fucking life. So I use my masculine for structure, organization, to kind of get shit done. And then my feminine, which is kind of where I take women. I take you more into a feminine and not in a wafty kind of summer flowy fucking dress vibe because that's not my vibe. Like I'm badass. I'm a fucking, I'm a bitch. Like I fucking own the fuck out of that I'm a bitch. I'm strong. I'm powerful. Like, but I'm also fucking fucking kind. Like I will love you the fuck up. I will take good care of you, but not at the expense of me. All right. So I hold my boundaries. So that's very kind of masculine boundaries, but boundaries from a place that I am taking good care of me because I know when I take good care of me, I can serve you. I can, I can give. And so that's how I kind of blend these two together. And also with the feminine is like, I make decisions from a place of my body's wisdom. I listen to my intuition. I listen to my gut. I listen to the, the pings in my body, so to speak. And I let them lead me. Um, I drop into my feminine because I, I play like fun and play are the currencies I live my life in. And also the way I spend my time and just kind of looking at expansiveness. Like I want to move through life with an expansive kind of feel rather than contract, contracted and like all bound up. It's like this, ah, oh, openness. And it's like this ever evolving flow between both of these. And it's like, I recognize now when I'm more in my masculine um, and I kind of like, oh, I have this whole other set of skills I can drop in to. So, <clears throat> excuse me, this is kind of what I believe midlife is all about. It's really calling us to step in, step into owning more of our feminine. Our, you know, you can call it what you want. You can call it divine feminine, but it's it's stepping into, we have so many more superpowers that the patriarchy has brainwashed us into believing they're not there. And when you start to own them, it literally in embodies, enhances your life. You'll your change. I know you'll change. Um, and also, you know, as we look at society and look around, it re- we you. Oh, I'm getting so excited. I can't spit my words out. I want you to question the narrative around women at midlife that we're over the hill, we're dried up, we're unattractive, we're invisible. We're never going to get a partner. We're shriveled, game over, uh, gray, dismal, downhill from here. Menopause is a death sentence. Basically, what society says, you're fucked. And society will tell you you're fucked because our society tells us, <laughs> as women, our value is based on our youth and our smooth skin and our sexuality. And apparently, as soon as you hit midlife, you're fucked. Your sexuality is dried up. This is all bullshit, by the way. Like, I really want you to question this and see what's around you. Because when you start to question it, when you start to, when you start to open your eyes, you, this is how you start taking back your power. This is how you start to disrupt midlife and start to redefine aging and midlife the way that you want to do it. Ah, it's, yeah, it's literally, it's so empowering when you start to see what is really going on. I'm sorry, I'm just dropping everything on my desk here, keeping it real. Um, Also, really question around the whole narrative around women with unpaid labor unpaid labor. Um, we are taught, uh, I've always got this little story I need to tell when, when I do this one. Uh, 
we have been taught that we're the nurturers, we're the caregivers. Uh, we're here to look after everyone else's, else's needs. And if we've got any time, any time, we might get a look in. Back in the 18th century, libraries were built for men uh, to go uh, spend some quiet time to reflect and ponder over life. Um, and women never had any place like that. Women were stuck in the house looking after the household chores and the children. So it's ingrained in the society that we live in that men have this free time, this time to ponder. Whereas women, we've been taught that, no, 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 we're here to look after everyone else. And this is a lineage issue as well. So there's an invitation for you to kind of question that lineage and actually to claim back your time and think about it as unpaid labor. I get the women in my uh, membership to do an unpaid uh, unpaid labor checklist. And as they go through the day, they'd jot up how much time they spent on this and looking after this person and then put a a price next to it and then stop doing it. (laughs) Because the thing is as well, you've got to find all this out, but you've got to stop doing it. You've got to start going, no, my time is valuable. And this is where it sort of circles back to, you are worthy, you have value, you are so valuable, but you have to show up and start to do things differently. If you take this information and do nothing with it, then nothing is going to change. Okay, so I'm going to wrap this little session up around disrupting midlife as you know it. And then in the next session on episode four, I'm going to dive into my version on menopause. And then I'm going to start to look at the dieting industry, the fashion industry, and what else? The exercise industry and how you need to, or I'm going to be a little bit more invitational here, how there's an invitation to look at all of this around you, look at it differently. Um, there is another way. There is a, there's a powerful way through midlife. It is not game over. There is so much to look forward to. And oh, just hang with me. Like It is the best time of your lives. You do get to redefine midlife your way. Thank you so much for listening. I am honored you are here with me. If you've enjoyed this episode, subscribe so you don't miss a thing. And I would love for you to write me a review on Apple Podcasts or share it with someone else who you know would love it too. Stay connected and sign up to my VIP list at fiercemidlife.com. And if you're ready to up-level your midlife, then check out my high-level private mentoring program. You'll find all those deets at fiercemidlife.com too. Until next time, keep channeling your most fierce and fabulous self.